0: This is a Danger Entertainment podcast. dangerentertainment.net. Danger Entertainment podcast network.
1: Hey guys, this is Venice and I've got a message from a friend of mine about my
2: favorite podcast.
1: It's your boy, flavor, flavor, and full effect.
0: Check this out, everybody. I want y'all to go check out TJ. What's good, everybody? TJ Johnson here from Voice from the Underground. I am the most handsome. Big ass. And I'm smoking my cigar, of course. You know what I'm saying, the Dutch.
2: You pick me up in a an Uber and a PT Cruiser, I'm calling Lip. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 'Cause they be fighting the power, talking about social issues, politics. You know what I'm saying? And we're not even that good, right? We're terrible, <laughs>
0: terrible. Tend <Tantus laughs> all over the place.
1: And not only that, but they be keeping the fun with the sports, music, comics, and movies too.
2: Am I allowed I to talk? Think, I think no, not right now.
1: <laughs> Shut Did up, you just... colonizer.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He on Twitter at VFU podcast So you can find them. You can find them. So check. One, two, this is Flavor Flav, yeah, boy. Okay, what Flav was trying to say is, check out Voice from the Underground on your favorite podcast network.
2: Voice from the Underground. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Crisis for the Geek Kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipsters' defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up the fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weebie Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world! Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more?
0: And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of... We be geeks. It is the dashing duo, Derek and Mike, and we are being joined by Ryan Andrews and Josh Pinkowski. Did I say that right?
2: Pinkowski. Pinkowski. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: a tough one, I know.
2: All those skis.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they're on to talk about the film Debunkers, Inc. How you guys doing? Good.
2: Very good, Mike. Thanks for having us on, man.
0: Our pleasure. So, tell us a little bit about the film,
2: and that could go to
0: either one of you two.
2: Well, you produced it. Why don't you you uh give us
0: the the overview
3: all right
2: all right uh yeah we've got um three high school knuckleheads who form a business to solve uh mysteries debunk myths and uh they are they become faced with a a pretty heavy realistic uh mystery uh, that that could involve a murder and um so it it bumps into some suspenseful scooby-doo meets agent cody banks business
4: yeah yeah it definitely does
0: So how, how, uh, Ryan, how'd you and Matt come up with the idea for this movie?
2: Good question. We, um, when I, when I called him up to, um, originally tell him, Hey, Matt, look, I I really want to make another movie. Let's start, let's start spitballing some ideas. We knew we wanted something original. We didn't want to go out and get uh, an option of script. We wanted to have our own, write our own. So we started uh, looking at the locations we have, which is the school, um, and, and various other locations a couple of houses, and um, we said, okay, what can we do with the school? And we started having two-hour conversations a couple of times a week until uh, we came up with characters, genre, Um, if we were going to push the envelope, how far would it be as far as rating went? And uh, I didn't really want to push it that far. I wanted something that was family-friendly, which Debunkers is. It's got that sort of 80s nostalgia, you know, uh, murder mystery kind of thing going. And uh, Although, uh, let's face it, a a lot of the PG movies in the 80s wouldn't make PG now, <laughs> they'd be <PG> now. <laughs> Yeah, that's <Sure>. <laughs> But, um, uh, you know, so we came up with some characters, some ideas, some thought points, and then uh, it, Matt was incredibly fast with coming back uh, it, two weeks later with a script. Um, and it, it, to be honest, it, it required minimal rewrites and only a, a few things that I had concerns about. You know, as a producer, you got to look at uh, copyright elements. You have to look at a lot of elements in it that, that are going to be maybe hard to provide or hard to get. Um, but he was very uh, good at that, um, and then and then we started throwing together a bunch of um, potential ideas for cast, and, and Josh was always very high on the list for that. And because at the time he was like, okay, well, he could—he's a professionally trained actor, but we were like, he could still play high school. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's get him, let's get him, let's get that baby face back on the camera here. Check it out. Yeah, we
0: we were <laughs> we were commenting uh, earlier today how the three of Three guys are debunkers: Luke, Doc, and or Link, Doc, and Snake look fairly young. So yeah. I, I'm assuming you guys aren't as young as you come across.
4: Uh, no, I have a college degree. I have a bachelor's degree. B- before that movie was made, I I had graduated college. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that happens, you know. Even when you go back to the original no, I mean, I think Luke Perry was like thirty-two playing in high school. I yeah. mean, that was. Yeah. you know and, and that's what happens when when we put you know, we we originally wrote the thing um for incoming freshmen to be the debunkers but then we were like you know this is not going to work we want to get actors that are professional that can handle this thing and whenever you push even if you're gonna have freshmen in it you would still cast people who are like 16 17 to play freshmen uh, but we really wanted to work with adults to play 17 and that worked out perfectly because all these guys came to the set just ready to ready to rock and it was a really cool dynamic, very neat chemistry. Um, but you know, that happens all the time when you get, when you get an audience or a movie that you make for, you know, 13 to 17 year olds, which is kind of where this will fit. Uh, they, you, you always have to put people that are slightly older than them in it to act like they're their age. Cause they yeah, just, yeah. they just, they just listen to it more like they you know, they just believe it more because they see themselves as being more independent like those older actors are. I think you know, so they just relate with it more. Even if you just put actual 16, 17 year olds in it, it, it wouldn't have done as well.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to remember. There was a show my daughter was watching. Well, maybe maybe it was all the descendant stuff. And it's like 90% of the characters are 22, 25. Except, oh, yeah. Except for, except for Cameron. Yeah. I'm like, okay, it's interesting how they do that. Um, yeah. So you, you said Josh was high on your list. What was it about Josh that put him high on your list? And was there talk between you guys before casting started?
4: Yeah, Ryan, what put me high on your list? <laughs>
2: I get to embarrass you now a little
3: bit.
2: Question? <laughs> put me on the huh? spot here. I was gonna. No, okay. Uh now, I, I don't remember how exactly how old you were when I cast you in the short film "To Know Love." Do you remember that movie? Yeah,
4: yeah. I think I was seventeen at the time.
2: Are you really? Man, yeah, I thought you were even younger than. So you're seventeen, <laughs> and that, yeah. And he played a paper boy, and this thing was it's it's, it's based off of a short a story by. Carl some colors and um she wrote back in the 20s and it's based in this in this 40s style diner in the very early morning in the rain and this paper boy comes in and this quack job who's sit in there who's essentially lost his woman tells him that he loves this paper boy tells his paper boy he loves him and says you, you don't try to love anything until you learn how to love like a tree and a rock because <laughs> <laughs> so, because because we as men are real big idiots we jump off the, t- the high dive at first where we try to find love and we go for women which is like the whole hardest you know <laughs> <possible> <laughs> to figure out on this planet uh, so learn how to love something that's easier. anyway I threw him into that he did a really great job and and we had fun making that and uh, yeah. and and he's he, we've known uh, we've sort of been a group so Matt uh, knew Josh prior well prior to as well um, oh yeah. yeah so you, you know you, you pull on who you know like and trust it's a it's a you know it's like building a team you know so you want to you want to go with who you know that's the yeah. idea or like building an L see <laughs> that's, <right. laughs> that's right building an llc that's right yeah that I was think- always side this side side joke and the whole thing because they think they're so cool <laughs> yeah. we're gonna make an llc and then yeah, yeah
1: okay i think going <laughs> to what you said a minute ago i think i think it ended up working out better overall to have them be seniors instead of freshmen oh, just yeah. for the whole, the whole concept and the whole the whole story in general I think
2: yeah yeah I, think- I, I agree Derek. I, It gave us the, it gave us the uh the okay to do things a little bit more riskier with the murder up front and uh, and, and the some of the scary bits we throw at them, you know um, it, it just made, it just made it more available. The genre opened up a bit more when we raised him two or three years older.
0: yeah, and, and I think the on the moments near the end of the film where the guys stand up for themselves, it was like, okay, so they've dealt with this for three years now right, that they're yeah. seniors they're they're just not going to deal with it anymore, yeah, what, I liked That's- as well.
4: So tell us a little bit about link, oh all right, uh, I think I'll jump on on this one then hey, Ryan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, no, I got this. I got it. No. No, all right, all right. Uh,
4: link is a uh, link is a is an interesting dude. Uh, for me and and Matt and I talked a lot about his backstory and his relationship, specifically with his dad, um, which you know, if you kind of can track it, is his his uh, his sort of overall want in the thing is is to get his dad off of this couch, um, and so you know even. though it's it's this really fun kid movie at least from from my side it's also like this really grounded piece of of work that link fits into uh I thought really really well okay. uh, yeah yeah and it was I mean it was fun I did a lot of uh, I did a lot of research on like uh, you know the the old 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 detective movies that he's so obsessed with in the film uh you know Maltese Falcon and whatnot uh, yeah. which I'd never I before that role I'd never really seen anything uh, in from that sort of like film noir uh, spectrum uh, so it was fun it was fun to, to dive into that as well. So you can teach new dogs old tricks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
1: So how did, how did, uh, where did the idea to name them all after Smash Brothers characters come
4: from? That is a good question. Uh,
2: well, Matt, yeah, Matt and his roommates all through college, I always had Smash Bros on all the time. So they, they, they just started picking characters that they <laughs> thought were cool. And, you know, here I am at, you know, I'm thinking, you know, from, a business standpoint, I'm going. Oh man, Nintendo is litigious. I don't want to. Oh yeah, mess around with that, man. (laughs) I don't want to mess. So you know, I I I had a couple of calls with with uh, some advisors to see, you know, hey, is this gonna is this gonna punch us in the in the in the penis later on? You know, I mean, like, (laughs) are we gonna get kicked by this thing? Um, And and the answer was no, because it's not. You could take those names out and change them; it wouldn't change the story. So we weren't based it off the story. We weren't showing any of the video game. We didn't even take the music. The music was in there to start with right. in the video game. I had to take it out. We put some incidental music in there and made music for the background for the video games they were playing in the end, so that it didn't even. I wanted no connection. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted no. I didn't even want to touch it. So, but but the names are, is is just nostalgia from Matt when he was writing these characters um, and how it, and it's one of those things where man, video games just bond boys in, at a certain age. I mean from yeah. Oh, yeah! All the way through college, usually, and 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 a lot of us well after college, you know, you, you're getting on yeah. game. It's a social. It used to be where, man, if you're gaming, you're you're kind of a, a dork by yourself in the world, you know. But now, when you're gaming, you're you're you've built a society in your community yep. around your games, and that's where you get your that's where you get your camaraderie, and that's pretty neat. Uh, and I I'll, think that's where this came from, you know.
0: I'll admit, I was in for a couple years a. Techmo Super Bowl League in college <laughs> yeah. and, and we had and there was uh, 16 of us and we we put in there no one chose the Oakland Raiders because you had Bo Jackson
2: and it's <laughs> like oh my god
0: if you had the Raiders you you could easily win the,
2: the league you, you could run the talked. league Oh, Jackson, absolutely, man. Such an odd way for him to end his career, too, that, like, hip pull that he had. Yeah. Crazy.
4: Yeah, sports, right?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Josh Josh in the background. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Sports, right? Yes, yes. Yes, very, uh, you know, well-known, the sportsman. (laughs) Sure. I'm the same way. I'm like, uh, whatever.
0: (laughs) I'm just glad the NHL is starting up Tuesday. but. Yeah. Um so you, how how did you find out Josh that you were cast uh for this film or did you did you have to audition Uh
4: so Matt uh Matt called me and, and invited me to lunch and he uh he told me about the project and this was before he had really gotten into like final rewrites and and even really thinking about the rest of the cast uh, cuz it was pretty early on uh but he he told me you know he's Writing this pro- this uh, script with Ryan, and uh, he's got this part that he thinks would be a pretty perfect fit for, you know, my look and what I can bring to the table, uh, talent wise. Uh, we were
2: gonna we were gonna shoehorn Josh into the part, whether they were freshmen or seniors. <laughs> 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 we were gonna shoehorn him into that, and uh, yeah, and he, like I said, he was, he was on the table very early as uh, the opportunity to be the, the the lead actor in the thing. Um, which which you know we're very glad it turned out that way and, and by the way the, the process of the thing was very fast i called matt late september we had a script by the end of october and we were rolling the camera in december wow um yeah, yeah it, it, it was an amazing turnaround through uh development and production uh, in a matter of five months we were from concept to in the can and um wow. you, you don't you just don't just don't hear that um, uh that, and then, that's quick and, mm. and then the post-production was done matt also ran the post-production production on that. Um- that was done July thirty first. Oh wow! So we had another uh, five or uh, six months once we were in the about five months because I think we we shot. Josh, did not we shoot a, a, a couple weekends in February as well? Uh, I think we, January. I was gonna say a couple weekends in January, maybe uh-huh. we, we wrapped around uh, around early Feb somewhere, and then and then we had the rest of that time for post. And um, yeah, the team did an amazing job. Can't say enough about how quickly they worked and the quality of work that we um, uh, got done on them. It, you know, it,
4: yeah. They were working around the clock. I mean, I remember being literally in the ADR booth like on my birthday, like as the clock turned over. Nice. I was like, oh, look at that. I'm 25 now. That's cool.
2: And <laughs> a nice booth too. Is that the one at LMU you yeah. were working on? Yeah. yeah. They had a whole sound design booth in, in uh, at LMU. So it was a, a really cool package to work with for, for the uh, 5.1 surround that was created. Oh, yeah. sweet.
1: Uh, and the movie didn't feel rushed either. So no. That was
2: news. good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, yeah. It's amazing what you can do with with a bunch of passion, people that are passionate about, it, and a fun story. Because um, we didn't have, you know, the best things we shot on it. I think that's really cool. Is the, the camera was probably the best gear that we had. The dolly was crap. Uh, <laughs> The, the 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 jib arm we scrapped that jib arm after day one.
4: Oh, I remember. That. It wouldn't, it wouldn't hold
2: it, if it wouldn't hold the FS uh, seven. Nope. uh oh, with wow. all the with all the bells and whistles on the FS seven, just wouldn't hold it. So uh, I, I just you know I used everything that I had to try to throw at him and provide for him. We did rent a few things, but the idea being, man, we're going to get this done. You know what I mean? And we're going to make this film. And people showed up, and and we kept uh, kept rocking. And once the train got rolling, man, it, it was it was cool. Ooh, we we the energy was alive and it was pretty neat. Dude, we had good food. I'll say that we had.
4: <laughs> we did. Crafty was excellent.
2: Yeah, I, I made sure of that. That's one thing is you got to feed people well. And yeah. I don't do pizza on my set. You know? <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, and that helped. That you know what was it four or five o'clock in the morning? Where we're still trying yeah. to get shots in. <laughs> yeah.
2: Everybody everybody's uh, hanging out around the, the crafty, just pumping that coffee, pumping the, <laughs> the cookies and everything that's there, just getting the oh, getting man. the sugar lower.
4: Uh, we, we were doing 16 18 hour shoots uh, wow. uh, times. there were
2: some long ones. yeah i think the yeah. last the last day we shot on campus oh, we had not start rough. we st- well we started uh, i think i had i think we had crew call at 1 p.m cast called at two we were rolling cameras by three i didn't leave until eight in the morning yeah so we yeah. Ran, we ran overnight uh a lot of hours but that was our yeah. last day we were like guys if we're gonna get on a cam- anything on the campus, we to got today and we were we we're indoors uh this that was where we got all the. Yeah. Uh all the uh, the culmination scenes inside so we could lock down the lighting and shoot it controlled inside. Um and, it, and that part was actually over Christmas break. So there's the the part of the pun, but the campus was a ghost town. It was like there was nobody here. <laughs> we could actually get everything done without being interrupted.
0: Yeah. Bare cool.
1: bones.
2: Yeah, cool.
1: So Josh, I have two questions for you. This is a two part. Okay. Uh first of all, how did it feel to go back to high school again? <gasps> And, uh, the second part is, uh, how much, how, how many similarities do you think there are between you and
4: your character, Link? Uh, so, part one, uh, it was weird. It (laughs) it was really, really bizarre to be back, because it was the first time I had been back there in, I want to say, five or six
2: years. Yeah, it was a long
4: time. It was a long time. (laughs) Uh, so it was a little, like, a little jarring to be walking back through the quad and... The
2: entire administration uh, had changed. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah, literally, like the whole school. People that I had gone to high school with were working at the school now, which was bizarre. Uh. <laughs> wow. So, sorry to interrupt. So, you, this
0: was filmed at your old high school then?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. the high school you went to.
4: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Me and Matt, we used to do uh we did uh, musical theater there. That's how we we met. I think he was he was 14 and I was like 15 or 16 at the time. Uh yeah, and then like 10 years later we're doing movies together, so. <laughs> uh but uh uh, but part two, a, f- a fair amount, uh, mm. I'll say. I, I, not to get into it, but I, I've had a, my fair share of, of family issues growing up. And so... I can relate. Yeah, some some of the interactions between him and his parents and, and him and his friends when it, it gets brought up uh, was pretty mm. close to home, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Uh, And also just having a, a small group of really absurd friends uh was something that you know i had for six years or something my best friend lived across the street from me and like that was just madness
2: <laughs> you know those elements though josh where you talk about it's you know when you when you dig into sort of that method type of acting or whatever the um those were the elements that really brought this script and brought the movie to a reality point because most of the movie is just Unreal. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, these guys. Yeah. But but those particular moments really grounded the film in something that's real. And it's something like he's, you know, uh, I think the statistic is now most people can relate with that, you know, and right. that's and, right. and, and, and that's a really cool thing. And when you put this in a target demographic of 12 to 17 and you see a high school student dealing with that on camera, it's real for them. And even in something, this is not a drama, this movie is not a drama. But when you put in those elements, it, it makes people feel like, you know, the very reason why we started going to theater to begin with or watching movies, we want to relate with other people. It's it's, it's part of how we relate with, the, with, with reality, with people, with the earth, with humans. They see those little points that you make in there and it's real and they see that you're real about it. And it became something really cool. You know, it, be, yeah. it filled in the film with something that was realistic in reality, and, and it actually became a theme of the film. And It's pretty yeah. neat.
0: It, it, it definitely felt like some good grounding moments in the film make you go, OK, wow. so we're, we're going off. A little bit, but he's bringing it back, bringing it back down to earth, and, yeah. and it was cool. Now, um, Ryan, tell us a little bit about your character.
2: Ah, well, I can't tell too much without uh, giving away the film. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, which is why uh you know they begged me to be in the poster, but I said, you know what, we should. <laughs> Just kidding. Nobody asked. No, no, but,
4: uh, wait a minute, that's my
2: poster. No, that um, sounds
4: like a you and Matt conversation. Actually, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. It was actually. We were like, I don't think that you should. Be you know because the character is he's, he's quite secretive and um, but you know it, it, he opens up in the in the film as as um, a Russian American high school teacher who um, is sort of intimidating on campus and and, yes. and strikes fear in the minds of all students and everybody thinks that maybe he's at the center of every bad thing that happens on campus <laughs> and I, I think that's where it starts yeah and, and the fun thing is, is I I'll mess around with dialect sometimes as an actor. Yeah. But this one, I was like, I want something that's very richly, like, disgustingly Russian-American. Like, I want to really build yes. this thing. So what So what does every self-respecting actor do? Well, of course, they get on Fiverr, and they hire somebody who's in <laughs> Russia, oh like I did. Hey, will you say these lines for me uh, so that I can rehearse these lines, and I'll know exactly how to say it. <laughs> and he sent back this this tape of these lines, and I was like, I went back, him, I was like, yeah, bro, I need that like cold war like rich (laughs) and he sent me back this tape that was awesome and i could just sit there and listen to my lines and study those lines and i got it super rich in the in the in the russian dialogue so i was pretty happy with that but you know that's what that's what that's what entrepreneurs do when they're actors (laughs) they get they outsource to fiverr how to say their lines that is a great
1: great way to do research
2: you get somebody who's legit and you just make them do it for you, I mean, it actually cost me $10, Dabs. You know what a voice costs to sit there for one hour? Like a hundred (laughs) Bucks.
0: <laughs> so I, so I
2: I, this guy's line for me for five.
0: Oh my god! So, so after you got the dialect, did you go pull check off around San Diego? Can you tell me where the nuclear vessels are in Alameda? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. totally, man. The check yeah. The 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 cherry orchard line had cracked at that point, and I was uh I was in full on Russia. I had, I had most people thinking I was a communist. <laughs>
3: so, <laughs>
2: so
0: how. How'd you go about casting the rest of the the crew, so to speak, for for the film?
2: Well, I do believe that uh, that a director has has pretty g- big pull on the on the cast and who they want. They have to really believe in that. So, you know, I gave Matt a lot of leeway with who he wanted to cast in the film. I knew he had some friends in mind when he was writing, which is I think always really important in the writing process to have somebody in mind, whether they be famous or just somebody you know, because that helps you um, create real dialogue for somebody that's a real person instead of just uh, conceptual dialogue, you're creating real, real conversations. But, right. uh, I know he had a lot of, I, I did ask him to make one shift in the, in the cast when he pulled it together. Um, and, and, and he went with that change and we're both happy that that, that change happened. Um, and, and that's when we, I asked him to move, um, Izzy into um, oh. the snake, the solid snake role. Yeah, that was uh, which great. turned out to be amazing because he's a really talented actor and and he's fitting for the part uh, <laughs> with with the caveat that he had to put a, a wig and a beanie on.
4: Yeah. <laughs> the first time we were so we did a, a couple of couple of weeks of rehearsal before we got into, um, into the shooting uh, and the, the first day Izzy walked in, he had his nails painted black, he had the wig on and the beanie and like, it literally transformed him. Like, his whole personality changed. It was like it... doing
2: mask work. He just, like, knew exactly. He took on <laughs> the character.
4: Oh, it. it was so funny. We were dying. I couldn't get through the scenes.
2: Yeah, he, he's really he's really talented. He's, he, he, he he and um, Kevin uh, added a lot to your trio with yeah. the comedians. You, you know, Josh, you, you had to really ground that group. And you had to be the business person. And there were some comedic elements you had. Uh, but your character wasn't written as comic
3: relief
2: no Their characters were written for the comic relief to surround you which is I think they did a really good job with it Nicole was great too oh yeah as chic
4: yeah.
1: yeah, I don't I don't want to sound weird about this, but I thought Izzy did a really great job acting with his eyes in a lot of the scenes.
2: Absolutely, oh, that no, that's, not, that's not a weird that's not a weird thing to say. Uh, when, <laughs> when you a look, at it, yeah, it's a compliment because filmmaking is about the eyes because you can't tell what a person's thinking unless you see their eyes. And Matt likes to get get those uh, close ups. Yes, and does. yeah, and Izzy and Izzy was really good with with working that camera. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, he was he was great with expressions and yeah uh,
2: yeah well yeah the character was supposed to be over the top and i think that if he didn't go for it it would have been weird yeah yeah he had to go for it and I, that's what made it fun that's what made him solid snake that's what made you know he kind of brought the video game arena into yeah. the, the, the live action narrative oh yeah <laughs> as know? we
4: were as we were shooting we all to have been like all right well he's going to everybody's going to love snake like that's going to be their favorite character is Izzy, because he's being Izzy on set. You're like, oh God, nobody's gonna pay attention to me in any of these scenes.
2: <laughs> and now we have another mystery. Who <laughs> this I think yeah. I know who that was. He just admitted. <laughs> All we can't write
1: okay. that now. Yeah, a sequel. That yeah. A yeah but, but but Josh, you had you had definitely had I think the heart of the film with, with everything with your family and and the reason why the the debunkers
0: was so important to you. And yeah so I think you I think you pulled that off pretty good. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Okay, So I guess we'll go this route, um, try and get a little backstory. Why did Link create debunkers? And about when so, did he uh, create debunkers?
4: So uh, in the film, Link's dad is out of work, uh, and he's been out of work for several years and it's gone to the point where he he's not really going out for job interviews anymore. He's just kind of given up. Uh and it's a that point that Link decides to make his own business because he sees like what's happened to his dad and how the loss of that job affected the rest of his family uh, and so he wants to be able to like step up and not only like provide a little bit um, but like give his dad maybe a little inspiration to be like look I can do this and I'm you know 17 you can get up and get off the couch and you can find a job like I know you can do it um, and, and so, you know, every decision that Link makes in creating the debunkers and running the debunkers, it's all for his dad. Huh.
0: So some potentially started debunker started like sophomore year because we, uh, we hear yeah. in the movie, uh, Snake's been on board
4: a year. Yeah. And, uh, Doc was the only, the only employee previously to that, uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, it, it the way it feels is just like every year there's going to be one more debunker, you know. <laughs> so there's a whole run of series now, Ryan. There you go. Just yeah. everyone is it's, a new debunker.
2: It's, it's in the show bible. Don't worry. <laughs>
4: <laughs> now, are they all going to start as interns? Oh, okay. certainly. Look, <laughs> in the business world, you all that's you have to start on even footing. Okay, <laughs> everybody starts as an unpaid intern. That's a yeah.
2: You're, you're treated like dirt from this point on. That's a right. actually Actual line that he says. This, That's yeah. true. Until you like you're until you're a senior VP. In, until the, you know. until the next intern comes along, we'll, <laughs> yeah, right. We'll bump you up to, to mailroom, bitch, and then and then
4: <laughs> oh, it's a corporate ladder. You know, yes. see where it goes from there.
0: <laughs> I, I I think we may need to take a break unless you guys need volunteer to avoid the break and just keep going. I'm happy. Well, to <laughs> I'm I mean,
2: I'm going to actually have to leave you guys with a job because I've, I've got to get back out, okay? Oh, no, all no right. Problem. But uh, I really appreciate you guys. I love what you're doing, and uh, thanks for having us on, huh? Oh, it's uh, a pleasure. Uh, thanks yeah. for being yeah. here. Debunkers, Live, Amazon Prime, and Showtime. Yeah. So hit us up awesome. there. Right. Oh, nice. Cool. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate you. <laughs> pleasure. Nice talking to you. All right. See you, Josh.
0: Yeah, see you around. So, now that Ryan's gone, what's the truth
4: about his? <laughs>
2: <laughs> dirt. All right. <laughs> Where's Here's the dirt? The thing, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
4: No, Ryan's, Ryan's awesome.
0: So when you found out that you were going to be shooting at your old high school, was it hard to think about going back there or made it easy? You know,
4: there, there were elements of my high school that I really appreciated and enjoyed, you know, film and, and theater being part of that. There was a lot of that school that I was not a fan of. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, hearing that we're going to be shooting there for like two weeks, I started having flashbacks at night, you know, (laughs) of of all of the classes that I just... You get cold s- sweats. And- oh my god! You know, start waking up at six in the morning, like oh god, I gotta get to math.
0: <laughs> Walk by locker two twelve and drop into the fetal position.
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. And then we, <laughs> we got to the high school, and it, you know we're talking about uh, oh we're gonna shoot this scene in this classroom in this classroom, and the way the school is set up, or there's four big buildings around this quad, and each building has a different name, uh, and so they're like, oh, we're going to shoot at DeSalle's Hall. <laughs> I was like, guys, I, have, I don't know where that is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to be way more specific than that. Which one is it? Left or right? Come on. <laughs> so was it, was it in high
1: school that you uh, started on your path to, towards being an actor? Or
4: Yeah, yeah. So uh, up until I think it was sophomore year of high school or junior year, uh, all I had wanted to do was uh, be a fighter pilot in the Air Force. And so like uh-huh. everything that I was doing was to try to, you know, get into the academy and then go, you know, fly fighter jets and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, and then. I did uh, one play, and I realized that I was way better at acting than I was at math. (laughs) And, uh, you know, subsequently, every time I got on stage, I was like, oh, no. Oh, shoot. I think I got to do this now. Uh, (laughs) You know, and so from basically junior year of high school until now, I've just been in as many things as I possibly could have been. So it sounds like the bug bit you hard then. It did. It did. It did. And then I decided to go to college for it and my high school counselor was like, Well they don't really have colleges for that and I was like <laughs> All right, well you're wrong. Like objectively you're wrong. Yeah uh, So I went and I got my you know my bachelor's degree in acting from a conservatory, a college for acting, you know right. That's uh, surprising that they would tell you that. <laughs> yeah there was a lot of things. <laughs> Did you stay West Coast for college or? So uh, right out of high school, I went to AMDA, which is uh, they have a New York and a Los Angeles campus. I went to the Los Angeles one. Uh, I got on, on their uh, musical theater BFA and I went for three semesters and I uh, hated it I, so much. I, I, I didn't like a lot of the people that I was in classes with. Uh, I. to be fair had some really phenomenal teachers but then like some really not phenomenal teachers Uh, and I over the course of the first two uh, or the the, sorry the second and third semester I was there uh, I started to do like Shakespeare plays that were outside of my course because they didn't offer any classical training at all we had like one acting class yeah yeah which is a conservatory right right. Uh, and I happened to have some English directors that were doing these Shakespeare shows and over the course of talking to them they were like oh well it sounds like you need to go to London like if you want to study classics like you have to go to where the classics were made Uh, so I was like "All right, shoot fine and auditioned for Lambda uh, with an L not related to Amda at all and I get asked that a lot and they are two very different schools oh yeah (laughs) Uh, but got on the uh, the acting BA at Lambda, and then moved to London for three years. Awesome, oh,
0: wow. yeah. Yeah, I, I, I kind of know how you feel. Um, I'm a audio engineer at Walt Disney World. Oh wow! Congrats. I, <laughs> I, I started off uh, Carnegie Mellon, and was had, had some medical issues, and being told. I um, also got diagnosed with a learning disability, and they came back, and they. So when I went to take my medical leave, they go, "Yeah, that's cool. Um, when you come back, you're gonna have to switch to a different degree because, uh, I'm like, <laughs> nope." You're Right. Right. And, you know, I've, I've been in the industry 33 years. So I'm like, yeah, don't tell me this is something I'm not going not gonna to mm. do. And, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And of course, right now I'm going through physical therapy and my therapist is going, you know, your job's killing you. I'm like, yeah, and I'm not. Getting <laughs> <out>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Point blank. I'm not leaving. Yeah, fair. I, I know I wouldn't. So, um, so what type of shenanigans were there on set? And and who was who was the biggest jokester or prankster?
4: Izzy. Izzy was. Uh, I had a feeling you were going to say, yeah, here. yeah. Uh, because of the the length of the shoots, like by the end of the day, stuff would just get weird. Uh And like it, during the like climactic scene of the film, uh w- you know, we, we all like sprint into this classroom cause we're running away from the scary ghost. Uh And right before Matt would call action. And I don't know how he did it. Cause he did it like 10 times in a row, but like right before he would like fart. And then we'd all just right away would have to go running in. And so like half of the takes, we're still laughing because he's over here we're like, dude, do you mind? It's two <laughs> o'clock in the morning. We all just want to go home. Like, let us finish the shot, please. Uh, oh, God, dude. it was so funny. But just, you know, it, when you've been on set for that long, you just lose, you lose your head a little bit. Well, in, in honor of that, In honor of that moment. It, okay, it wasn't quite as long as that, but I'm not kidding. Like that's kind of what it sounded like. Like every take, I like medically, we were like, I don't know how you're doing this right now.
0: Uh, so dumb. What, what was probably the best prank pulled
4: on set? Oh, <laughs> man. The yeah, honestly, hey. because we didn't we didn't really have because of the time pressure. Like we all we all. Felt it, just how compressed the shoot was uh, because we you know we did we shot an entire feature film in, in essentially 12 days yeah. uh, right insane. and yeah. so when you're when you're working on set the, there's not really enough time for you to kind of get comfortable enough to start like really messing with people we d- do stuff off camera you know sometimes you make a little sign for somebody to read or whatever <laughs> uh, yeah it was just like like making faces, doing dumb things, Uh, but nobody ever like really got into it. Which was nice because that would have added another level of like, oh god, to the, <laughs> to the shoot. You know?
0: What was the worst moment on set, mm. if there was one? Uh,
4: Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on on how you define worst. There, there was a, a, more than I don't know. I'm more than there was several moments of like real, real frustration. Uh, uh, with either you know like the, the pace of the day where we're waiting to to shoot this scene and it's like all right well this actor doesn't really know their lines so now we have to t- we have to do it one line at a time which like it, it, it's exhausting to to shoot a scene like that and especially when it is literally six o'clock in the morning and it's like all right well this is the last day that we have this location so it's either we get it done now or it's not in the movie mm-hmm. uh, you know that's so like, what you get for filming jocks <laughs> yeah what are you gonna do you know uh but that that was a bad one uh just because like you know end of whatever day six straight of doing these you know what 12 p.m to 2 a.m 3 a.m you know right uh that that was exhausting and then there was another time where we're it, we so we shot the bulk of the film in san diego at our high school the scenes that take place Place in the garage, so like the opening sequence. We shot that in Los Angeles and uh, that was another, you know, alright, well we've got two days to shoot all of these scenes so like it's it's gotta happen right now. Uh, and luckily we actually had a, a like a proper AD for our LA sets who was like pushing time to make sure that we actually got things done. Uh, but there was uh, you know, we've been there for however many hours. We're like, alright, you know, we have to flip the world, let's let the actors and Matt do a quick rehearsal. And so, like, we're trying to do this scene, and this, like, light gel kind of keeps falling down. And so somebody, you know, will try to run over to fix it, but we're like, no, like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, like, let us do the scene. And they're like, no, 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 no it's okay, I got it, I got it. And they put it back up, and we're like, alright, well, back to the, back to the one then, I guess. So then we go back to the top, and then it falls down again, and it's like, oh, I'll go fix it, I'll go fix it, and it, it got to the, I, I, like kind of snapped a little bit and i was like dude leave it alone and let us fucking rehearse the scene (laughs) i was like we have to get this done that is going to take you two seconds we can do it after this like please stop trying to get in the middle of the rehearsal that we're trying to do right now (laughs) if so uh, it would have been 10 layers of gaff tape later (laughs) yeah <laughs> yeah, it's still yeah. falling. Oh God, the, I, there was a lot of there was a lot of that going on because I, I mean when they say bare bones, we shot that on less than ten thousand dollar budget. Wow. And yeah, yeah, and that's so, what, you know everybody bringing in every aspect that they possibly could. You know, I have another two part question for you. Oh okay, <laughs> it's a two part uh, and
1: five question. <laughs> <laughs> so first part, um, how much input did you? get into your character and the second part is uh, what did you think
4: of the wardrobe of your character so Matt and I worked pretty closely on sort of developing Link as a person who he was and kind of where he went in the film Uh, and you know Matt and I have known each other for over a decade Uh, and Mm so we've worked with each other enough times that we kind of have a shorthand where he, he knows what to say to like cut to the point Quick and just get on with it. Right. Cause, you know, some directors like to ramble. Uh, and talk about uh, I don't know being shoot, like being a, oh, you're a feather in this scene, and I need you to be a a brick or, you know. <laughs> so Matt doesn't do that. He just comes out and says now, and okay. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Uh, no, but really, like there was a scene we we're shooting, and i I can't remember what scene it was, uh but after like take I think it was like two or three or four or something, Matt kind of pulled me aside and he was like, just uh just like think about your dad more in the scene, and I was like, oh, 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 okay, yeah, and then we got it on the next take. Uh, So the decisions that were made for Link's character were made in tandem between he and I. Um, Mm. He he knows what kind of an actor I am. I I like homework. I I am very analytical with the character and script and stuff, and Mm. it's partly due to you know classical training, you know. Um, (laughs) So he he let me take the lead on most of it, and then there were just yeah, little bits here and there where sort of we w- would mutually decide on, like, oh, okay, well, let's take it in this direction a little bit more. Uh, and I've forgotten what was part two. Uh, your character's wardrobe. Oh, yeah. Uh, all He's, of that wardrobe he stuff. it does have his own kind of style. He does. He does. And I tell you what, all of that is uh, things that I own. Those were all my own clothes. Uh, oh, yeah, I, including the fedora. I... I <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, and and that was another one that sort of between me and Matt and our costume designer, we really got to with a, as a limited a supply of costume as we had, got to pick through and decide like what each specific look was, uh, and like for Link, there's there's really only like three looks so to speak that he has. It's his like business look, his school look, and then the 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 breaking in look uh and so all of those things uh i got to work with matt on and decide like all right well let's see he's uh, you know i've been working now for however many hours on this like business quote unquote and he's gonna link emulates as much as possible like all of almost all of his character with exception to his relationship and how he acts and reacts to his dad uh it's all s- stuff that he's putting on it's it's all like oh you know they wore this in the Maltese Falcon so I'm gonna put on this hat and these suspenders and stuff uh, you know oh a CEO always has his sleeves rolled up in the movies you know this is Wall Street now so gotta roll up the sleeves and unbutton the thing you know <laughs> uh, and that was that was also actually pretty fun I I tend to be kind of laissez-faire about a costume where if you know if I walk on set and they're like put this on I'm like, okay uh, <laughs> uh, unless there's Something that like I, I feel very strongly about. I'm not going to argue against whatever ca- costume designer you know picked right. out the the stuff. Right. So, uh,
0: do you think Link was kind of? I don't, don't want to use the phrase "put off," um, but, but maybe maybe that's where I want to go when Doc brings in Sheik
4: to the crew. Yeah. So uh, that whole thing was kind of interesting because you know, as uh, as a adult, you have certain reactions to women and stuff that you know like as a grown up this is how to act around people right. uh, just in general as a high school boy particularly in the group that he's in uh <sighs> They don't, they don't know what is happening. Uh, and so his initial, like, I guess, like, put-off reaction uh, is, one, he straight-up didn't know that she was going to be here, so that is, like, a whole, well, now, okay, business-wise business now, I have to account for this whole other person. Thanks, Doc, for letting me know that. and Let me get back on my accountant, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and the other is just, like, she's a pretty girl. I had not been around many pretty girls, like... <laughs> What what do you do with your hands and things, you know? Right, right yeah. <laughs> uh, so it, it it it's less like put off, and it's more, I think, sort of shock and, and awe. Yeah, like kind of you're kind of thrown into the situation
0: and don't really know how exactly to react so yeah well I, I guess with the put offness uh if, if doc brought another guy in do you think link would have had a similar reaction of like I yeah. said of great you're you're bringing someone else in that we
4: hadn't talked about yeah oh yeah absolutely uh I, I think whoever walked through that door when he's like I've got an intern uh, link would have been like w- w- what 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 intern nobody it's not on the clipboard like it's not on it's not on the whiteboard there's no intern who is this person right it's not in the labor manual <laughs> <laughs> it's not
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause you can tell that even though they, they kind of, they, they, uh I don't know how to put this. They act or, or they try to be like kind of a, all, all for one kind of deal. Mm-hmm. You can tell link kind of like in his mind, he thinks, well, this is kind of my thing. I'm kind of, I've, I'm the one who started this. I'm the one who's in charge of it, you know? And yeah, so it's like a, it's a
4: partnership, but not a partnership at the same time. Yeah. You know, it's a, It's a a company uh, of peers, but I am the CEO and you guys are not. uh, At at the end of the day, I'm your boss, so I don't know what you want from me, you know?
1: (laughs) That's a good way to put it.
4: <laughs> uh, yeah, I think his friendship extends as far as his dollar does, at least in his head. <laughs> so what was your favorite moment with the film? Like, uh, in the film
0: or shooting wise? Oh, or... Uh, we'll turn it into a two part. Shooting wise <laughs> and in the film.
4: Okay. All right. Um, I think, uh, shooting wise, my favorite moment, uh, was, and actually, unfortunately it got cut, uh, from from the final edit but in uh in the break in sequence they uh they run through the backstage of the theater and then they have to cross the stage and instead of like quietly crossing the stage link walks out and has a monologue just like to this theater uh which you know to to be back on the stage where i sort of cut my teeth and <laughs> oh
1: that's interesting
4: yeah uh, it, it, and and not only that but then to be there with Matt, who I was doing all of this stuff with at the time, <laughs> uh, and then on top of on top of that, the security guard who comes out and like catches me on stage is uh, this guy named Sean Evans, who ran the like it, it was called California Youth Conservatory. It was a theater program, like a, a youth theater program in San Diego that I worked with him for many many years, and he like was and still is like one of the people that really shaped and and helped define sort of where my career path was going to take me uh Uh, yeah and so to have all of these elements all of a sudden it, it was very nostalgic and and kind of cool just to be like oh look like this is you know almost 10 years on and and we're all back here doing it again. No, that's just cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, I I was super bummed it got cut. I understand why it got cut cuz it really slowed down the pace cuz it just all of a sudden is a close up on me you know, talking about <laughs> you know I wanted to be an actor but uh And I I think uh, in the film, my favorite moment, I'll give you, I'll give you two. My favorite, like, dramatic moment is uh, the three of us busting out of that closet in slow motion. and that is—it's the last thing on my reel. Just to let you guys know, is me throwing the magnifying glass in slow motion like a superhero. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. And then uh, <laughs> any anything Izzy does in that movie, his his whole like video game sequence where he's running around the school and he puts the guard to sleep like he hypnotizes yeah. him and oh, stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> then gets the girl at the end. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I can't I can't talk enough about working with that dude because like, you know, we would rehearse things at Matt's uh, certain scenes and then you know you co- you go home with it and you kind of take it on and let it grow and then it come you come back and do it all again with the cast and like every time Izzy would come in just with something that we didn't know was going to be happening in the scene but all of a sudden it is like <laughs> it, the when they first show up to the school they all like run out and meet each other and for some reason he just like does a somersault he does a little dive roll <laughs> which nobody knew it wasn't in the script we hadn't talked about beforehand he just did it. <laughs> uh there just like literally at least one time in every scene there is something in there that nobody on set knew was gonna happen. Or like when he does the cartwheels or all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody I we were all standing there just like, all right, Izzy go, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only part that really um killed me was,
1: was when you found the blood on the floor and then he tasted Oh my
4: god. <laughs> I was like ah!
1: I like, like all these thoughts popped in my head it's on the floor you
4: don't know where the blood's from it's all oh, how long has it's been there <laughs> yeah uh yeah and that was another thing where like i i didn't see who put the blood down it was like you know it was like action and then it's was like oh there's blood and it's just seeing him just going for it <laughs> <laughs> like oh okay all right that's happening and I love how he comes well, it yeah he does it
0: similar to like every cop shit yeah yeah that's real cocaine
4: yep
3: well and so that's, that's, that's what, the real stuff
4: like, that's what how we were, do you know I thought that's exactly what was gonna happen was just like oh this little thing on his tongue and then all of a sudden he starts rubbing it in his gums <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was like why why are you doing that like my god
0: <laughs> so what's up. Next for you.
4: Oh, that's a good question. Uh, so right now I work at Universal Studios Hollywood as a wizard uh, at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I right. it, I'm, I'm in a little show there. I'm a Gryffindor prefect, which is pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, I'm currently developing, working on developing a, a TV show with a buddy of mine. Okay, uh cool. Yeah, which is part of the reason that I was like, we we're working you, on scripts and stuff. You're, mm-hmm. you're not part of the frog choir, are you? No, I'm not. But I do the other show that takes place on the same stage. It's uh, the Tri Wizard Tournament. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, we we um, we have we have that here too at ours. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So I'm the MC in that show. Okay.
0: Wow. Uh, yeah, As, so, on, I Just get to walk around. So <laughs> so since, since you mentioned you're you're at Wizarding World, does y'all's Wizarding World have both Hogwarts and Diagon Alley?
4: No. So no. so it's just the Hogsmeade Hogsmeade yeah. Hogwarts section. Okay. Yeah. Uh, basically anything that Florida has, we have less and worse of. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, sometimes sad, sometimes it's good to be in
4: Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding.
1: Like only when the theme parks are concerned.
0: True. I was gonna say it's it's interesting here. I when I heard y'all were getting Wizarding World, I thought it was gonna be everything like what we have here. It's interesting here. It right. just hogs me.
4: Nope. It's uh it's just one that one little tucked in area behind Waterworld. It's they like, still uh, have Waterworld out there? Oh Waterworld is going strong, man. Really? Unlike oh, yeah. the movie. <laughs> not Unlike, unlike ever. Unlike the movie. Uh, it's been up now for 25 years.
0: Wow. Wow! yeah. I mean, it's a movie yeah. close to that old, being that old, if not older. Oh, I yep.
4: think. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. definitely, older. uh, it's still the coolest thing. Huh. Uh, Oh my gosh. I, I've, I don't know how many times I've seen that show now because I've been working at, I've been working at universal for three years and it's, it's literally any time that I go and I'm not working I'm watching Waterworld.
0: world. I, I think one of the coolest things I heard is when universal uh, got its own fire station. Mm-hmm. They named it station 51 after the old emergency show.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was cool.
4: Yeah. We see, we see those guys every once in a while.
0: Um, speaking of wizarding world. Any run ins with JK Rowling? No. With the stuff?
4: Uh, no. But I'll tell you this. So obviously, uh, Harry Potter is a Warner Brothers IP. Right. Uh, and so we just lease it from them, basically. And because of how protective JK Rowling is over the IP, <laughs> Warner Brothers is that protective over the IP. And so once every, I think it's like once every two weeks, uh they send through reps just to walk throughout the land do the rides watch the shows and make sure that everything is like remaining in IP and we're all following the soP yeah. and stuff they do uh, the same
0: thing here wow yeah Al, oh as yeah as say, um I I'm not sure if we've talked about it before or not Derek uh, Disney almost had the license for Wizarding yeah, world talked about that yeah and of course yeah when she said none of the kids as I don't want any of them out signing autographs cool Disney came back and said well we could get Dumbled nope none of them either okay Okay, that's fine cool shops. Well, we'll do our magical thing. Make it look like a bunch of shops in a row, but when you enter the one door for the for the main shop you're going into, you get that magical feel because the whole building is your one shop. No, 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 no. no. All yeah. shops gotta be small because that's the way they mm-hmm. are in England. Yeah, yeah, but in your movies, in your world, the shops are larger than life. We no nope, can't do that. Mm-hmm. And then the whole rain shelter. Oh, uh, so oh. It's like <laughs> I have been stuck coming off the Hogwarts ride in a rainstorm in that shop. There's nowhere to move. (laughs) No, there is not. And and her concept is, well, look at all the all overhangs I put had, had planned planned around the bathroom. People are not going to the bathrooms when it starts to rain. They head to shops.
4: Yo, speaking <laughs> of the bathrooms or the public conveniences, as we have to call them, uh, <laughs> in the men's bathroom, there is uh, Moaning Myrtle. Yes. Which I thought was and still think is the cre- absolute creepiest thing that they possibly... Possibly could have done. Yeah. <laughs> because like the the first time I went in there, I didn't know that that was a thing, so I was just like standing at the urinal, and then all of a sudden, there's like this woman laughing behind me, and I was like, "What in the?" <laughs> oh, it was terrifying. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I remember that. I, I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's creepy. So
0: yes. Butter beer, frozen or regular? Frozen. Oh, yeah. I agree.
4: Yeah. The the, the people who like regular butterbeer weird
0: um i've had my daughter did a harry potter birthday last year and we we found some bottles of butterbeer from like cracker barrel or or something similar yeah the butterscotch beer um but having had both at universal i think the the recipe they use the frozen's much better than the the non yeah
4: oh yeah uh that i get asked that s- so often it's, <laughs> it's crazy uh there's like a, a a few questions that like everybody asks and like the first one is are you harry potter which no uh no i am not <laughs> and i would get into a oh, whole whole mess of trouble if I said that I was. Uh, I'm not Harry Potter. I'm Luke Skywalker. Yeah, right? <laughs> I just have to be like, oh, no, I'm a, I'm the Gryffindor prefect. You see, I've got the badge. I'm a Gryffindor prefect. Harry's in the castle. That's what we have. We, literally, that's, we have to say that. <laughs> Are you Harry Potter? No, I'm not Harry Potter. Harry Potter, he's in the castle. And by obviously castle mean, meaning forbidden journey because they want right. us to push people, you know? Mm. Which is a really unfortunate part of the job is like trying to to upsell stuff. Yeah. Uh. You know, the, the so the show itself is like seven minutes long or something. Uh, and then we do a meet and greet afterwards and the meet and greet, like they, they obviously wanted this really cheerful and then welcoming. But if you can work in like, oh, you know, have you been to Zonko's? Oh, have you tried the butterbeer? Do you have a wand? Have you had a wand pairing yet? You should go buy an $80 wand. Like, <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it, it sucks. I don't. I don't do it that often. Don't tell my managers. <laughs> hey, come on, Link would do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Link would be on that.
0: Go, go <laughs> from actor to selling a sham. Wow. Mm, yeah, basically. <laughs> oh. You know, little muggle, I need you to go and get me a chocolate
4: frog. I'm hungry. Oh man, <laughs> calling people muggles is a really. It's it's a it's a weird fine line. Because some people get very offended if you call them a muggle. And some people don't know what you've just called them.
0: <laughs> What'd you uh, call me? Makes yeah. sense. Uh, what? what? A, muggle?
4: Yeah. a muggle? A muggle? A m- Never mind. That's fine. Moving on.
0: Uh, the, the, the ones who get offended by you calling them a muggle, they're the one, same ones who, they're, they would be part of a redneck murder that's hard to solve because the DNA is all the same. <laughs> and there's no dental records. Oh. <laughs> uh, man. Joke courtesy of Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs>
4: it's, it's, it's good. The, the interactions that I get to have with Fuller are a lot of fun. Some people are super super into it and other people just like it. it looks cool. The best thing is when parents make their kids take pictures with us. Uh, Like literally earlier this week we were doing a meet and greet and this woman brought her like screaming toddler up to us and like made her stand next to me and the whole time I'm like don't don't do this don't do this don't, I, this is this is awkward for all of us right now because <laughs> I, I can't be like no your kid can't take a picture with us but at the same time I'm like your kid doesn't want to take a picture with us oh yeah like nobody's enjoying this so yeah the only one enjoying this, is,
0: this the mom and she's right, oblivious yeah. to the kids screaming yeah.
4: right like this isn't about you right now it's about your kid who's like having just an awful awful time <laughs> and it's supposed to be magical
0: so I know we have them at Disney with the various shows that we have. Wor- worst rupee you have that when you walk out Ooh. on set and you see them, you're going, "Oh
4: crap, it's gonna be one oh, of yeah. those." <laughs> oh yeah, we, we uh, oh we have several of them. Some of them, it's actually like, "Oh look, it's that guy." That'll be a fun conversation. And then others, it's like, "Oh crap." Uh, there is one guest in particular who uh hold on I'll get this out because uh. podcast you can't see it but I'll show you guys because you've okay. got videos here they bring you gifts he brought us this which is his card. It's got his Instagram info and stuff on the back. He just came up to a meet and greet and just started handing these out to people. Uh, He is always in some kind of cosplay. Very often not Harry Potter cosplay.
0: I thought Universal had the same kind of rules that we have at Disney about no cosplay allowed 14 and older.
4: Uh, I don't think we do. Maybe that needs to be a policy. Yeah, oh, I've seen the entire Weasley family walking through the park, like, proper old people doing these things. Uh, (laughs) This guy is in his 20s, uh, and recently, he's... (laughs) he's been doing this thing where he'll come up to the group, and he'll be like, hey, you guys are really talented, but I've got talents, too. And and then we'll, like, do a thing for us, and the first time it happened, he sang Hakuna Matata. (laughs) For, like, 45 seconds, he sang Hakuna Matata. The wrong lyrics to (laughs) Hakuna Matata. And, like, normally when somebody starts getting off on a thing, I'd just jump in and I'm like oh there's other people online I'll come up with some kind of excuse and we'll just go about it I w- was so like shocked that it was happening that, like I just I just kind of stood there and watched it <laughs> and like even the people that I like the rest of the cast like they were like yeah we you, you look like you were so just like dumbstruck I was this is the first time in the job that I've been like I don't I ha- I got nothing I got nothing here the, the car <laughs> the car's coming I know I gotta move but I can- can't move just staring down those headlights <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Uh, 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 Believe me, I I totally understand the groupies. I mean, it's really bad when you've got groupies that follow you on every social media, think they're your best friend in the world, Mm -hmm. and then they start bringing you gifts every single time. And then you you say thank you, and then they go
4: out and buy you stuff in the park and bring back. It's weird. (laughs) And we're not supposed to take any of, like, we're not supposed to accept gifts and stuff from strangers like... Obviously, they don't want us just like taking random food and objects and stuff back to right. the break room. Uh, yeah, the there's a few exceptions. I don't anymore because I just quit. But I was also working at the Walking Dead attraction uh, as a as a walker there, hmm. which was an interesting job. I, I'm glad I don't do it anymore. Uh, hmm. But there was a little girl. Her name was Trinidad. She'd come through uh, and like would she would just, like, rock out with us. Like, literally because we all knew her, because she came through all the time. We don't... We're really, really not supposed to break character, but for her we would, like, start, like, dancing and stuff, and, like, run up and give her high fives and little hugs and things. And she was so into it. Her mom would bring her and, like, they would bring, like, candy and stuff. You know, like, she she would bring like just, like, little Kit Kat bars and things, which we were, like... <laughs> Okay, like all right, we'll take it. Uh, just because that your kid is is awesome, yeah, and not many kids are. Let me tell you what, especially like, so because the Walking Dead, it's a you know it's a walkthrough maze attraction. It's real dark in there. Uh, people think they can get away with things in the dark. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and kids, man, sometimes I'm like, you're going to grow up to be a bad person.
3: <laughs>
4: like, unless somebody like really te- starts teaching you lessons in your life, like you're not going to be a fun guy to hang around with. <laughs> uh, sad part is you see those people probably at Harry Potter as well in broad daylight. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, people are weird and <laughs> having seen uh, millions of them come through that place yeah. like uh, I, I, it just baffles me it baffles me what people think they can get away with you know
0: I'm, imagine 21 years of it oh god <laughs> <laughs> I you've seen it all I think but there'll be something that will still There's surprise always, me that, that always,
4: yeah that was yeah. the thing at least in the Walking Dead it got to it would get to the point where like because I worked there for a year and people like do the same things to like if they want to mess with you or they they'll try to scare you back and it's every every time i ever had a guest like try to boo at me i was just like dude this is my job i i do this for a living i'm here all the time do you honestly think that (laughs) you're gonna like oh oh you got me like oh scared the zombie
0: (laughs) Did did you ever want to do that one moment when when someone went
4: boo you just turned and ran the other way It never really occurred to me, (laughs) partly because, like, we're supposed to be zombies and act like zombies, and so... To to cut and run like that a little bit out of character uh, a little bit but I tell you what there were definitely times where like we get these big big dudes in and they you'd like come out and try to you you know pop out of the hide and they would try to like swear up to you you know <laughs> they do that like chicken thing yeah. where they puff out their chest and what bro what bro touch me I'll sue you come on bro and I'm I'm am I'm a short guy I'm five foot seven uh I don't uh don't have a big frame, but I get right back up at them. <laughs> what? Come at me, bro! Like you're you're squaring up with the sm- literally the smallest person that you can find in this place because like that's how insecure you are right now. Come at me.
0: My wife and I did a haunted house uh, when we were dating, and uh I got to I borrowed our theater department's flash guns, the palm, oh, no. flood, and uh, we had a couple guys. they, they were bouncers what not mm-hmm. type of guys. Oh, come. On. Yeah, I want to square up. Mm-hmm. I walk in. I had I had the it was a two it was a double barrel flash gun. So I'd have the paper loop between the two and just mm-hmm. fire off the one and let it act like a flame coming out of my hand. And the and I came I'm at the beginning of the room because my wife's near the back of the room and the the guy comes up and in this room I turn around trigger the one who are you and these two bouncer guys are scrambling for the next room <laughs> running through and um and I'm chasing the whole group because the next because the next room is this giant spider which at this point in time we scared the crap out of everyone. They're bypassing that room heading straight for the maze and I lead them down the wrong way and then at that point in time I'm able to run into the maze into another spot Is it there with a flashlight and go, are you lost yet? Oh While my still God. my ma- So I'm hearing these guys going, when that guy hit the flame I peed my pants. <laughs> it's for real. And, we And then so I get... Had to throw we had to throw code blues because of that. So I, I then as I'm hearing them coming up, and I'm hearing them say they pissed the pants. I, I kick on the light. Are your bladders empty yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish we could have talked to people. I wish. But you know,
1: we got my, my wife spent spent a fall working at one of the local haunted houses. It was a a clown maze and she was dressed up like a doll. And uh just some of the stories she used to tell me about some of the people that would go through and uh the worst part is they had you know, they they had they served alcohol right in the <laughs> park. So she'd often have drunk people going through oh, yeah. and just uh <laughs>
4: Some oh, of this stuff they could be the best. Yeah. yeah, they could be the best. Then <laughs> It, it, it's really interesting to talk to scare actors because everybody pretty much has had the same experiences uh because like you know fight or flight is a super mm. super real thing yeah uh and so there's only a limited series of reactions that people really have to yeah, yeah. being chased by a zombie or whatever uh and so like everybody that i talk to about it it's all either like oh my god it was so much fun chasing this person and scaring that person and that was awesome or like oh my god I want to kill that person and then myself because this (laughs) is the worst night in the whole world oh yeah like I I worked uh, Halloween Horror Nights last year at The Walking Dead and there were there was a night where like I literally just like stepped off set because I was like I can't five people in a row trying to push my face into the wall Uh, is too many so I was like "I'm, I'm taking a breather here you guys first time we went to Horror Night here
0: uh, in the Marvel Island. this the first year they did it at Islands of Adventure. Mm-hmm. And the Marvel Island of course is all based around that but they had all these guys with chainsaws and masks that looked like they came straight out of DC Comics. Like, <laughs> okay, figure out. So this little uh, this big guy comes up to us with the chainsaws. I'm like, okay, having been involved in Haunted House, being involved in theater and entertainment for so long, I know what's going on with this bit. Right. So, run it up, blade up. I'm like, yep. There's, there's no teeth on that. Touch me all you want. I'm not going to get scared because I know there's nothing right. there. I'm like, yeah, sorry, dude. Know the bit. <laughs> so so they found the, the smallest guy, which is probably about 5'2", five, 5'3", five, and they go, look, fresh meat. <laughs> and he comes <laughs> up. <laughs> yep, sorry, dude. And he just walk away dragging the chainsaw, all dejected. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm want, go get these other people that are jumping like crazy.
4: And if you add another right. person
0: to it, they're gone. Have fun with them.
4: I know the routine. Uh, those chainsaw guys uh, they all have jackets Matching jackets yeah. that say "Saw" his family on the back. It's like a fraternity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, every year, it's the same people running around with those things. And then, and
0: then the the other one is uh, I think it's the year that they did the Undertaker, the Undertaker house. Mm-hmm. And we're walking through, and of course we're being pushed because you know everyone wants to just push through. And, right. and I'm just, I'm just sitting there with with my grip gun. I'm looking straight ahead. I said there and there and there and one. Per- yeah, we got a doctor on the way. They'll be here shortly. <laughs> Yeah, you know, person <laughs> out on the table, right? And that person actually laughed at me for saying that. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, it's, "It's just, I know it's scary." And, and there were some cool effects. I was really awe, you know, awestruck by the effects. I'm like, "This looks great, effect wise." Yeah, that's why I go. But every everyone, I, I it, it's obvious where the spots are. And, yeah. And my wife goes, "You need to stop." I said, "Okay, let's make it more entertaining." I'm going to walk backwards there,
4: <laughs> and there and there. Yeah, yeah. There's only so many places you can scare from you know
0: and and, and do you find it hard I know I did um, but thankfully I had the the props where we didn't have to worry about it as much do you find it hard with the fact that you can't touch especially when you really want to scare some people and and they're just giving you a hard time about it (laughs)
4: Um, like there's always that fantasy of like really grabbing somebody good give them a little shake Uh, but I think part of the fun of like the kind of the game at least for what ended up being kind of a game for me at the end uh, is like how close can I get to you without touching you Uh, and so like horror nights last year in the maze like you walk through the prison and then you turn this corner you walk down this high hallway and then it's like this big loading dock you know with these these semi trucks and stuff and there's a zombie behind the gate and there's a zombie behind the truck and there's a pretty fair amount of space in between and so because they wanted more like 28 days later zombies for horror nights i i would get all the way back towards the truck and then as soon as i saw somebody turn the corner, like full pelt sprint at them and then like man managed to stop several inches from their face oh, wow. it, oh it worked every single time every time knocking people over wow. uh yeah it's it, it's hard to keep that up though because uh when you're sprinting like that for 45 minutes at a time. Like eventually you're just playing a soccer match. Well, thank you for coming on with us.
0: Uh, just realize the time. And if we go any further, okay. we're going to have to, we're going to have to take that union break. <laughs> uh,
4: where can people find you online? Um, so, uh, I, this is a good question. My, <laughs> I'm bad at social media, man. I'm really, really bad at it. Yeah, I, I, use, I, uh, I use Hootsuite. So I don't know. Uh, so my, uh, my Insta handle is, uh, J.T. Pink's one. Uh, that's a good way to see all. Justin like Timberlake people. Pink's one. Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> um, do you happen to know any of Ryan's social media or how he can be found?
4: Uh, I he took off so quick. I know. Uh, I, I'm. I think I'm sure all of his stuff probably has Envoy Pictures somewhere in the name. Uh, okay. So if you look at Envoy Pictures, uh, I'm sure something will come up. Okay.
0: Uh, and of course, as Ryan said, the film can be debunkers Inc. be found. On Showtime and on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh thank you again for coming on with us. You and Ryan oh, are both welcome back me. anytime. Just give us a heads up. Let us know. Absolutely, man. Yeah, this was uh this was a blast. And on that note, only one thing left to ask.
2: Want to know more? <laughs>
4: So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.
3: Some people say I look like Dan Aykroyd.